Talk Radio. It's summer, it's hot, so it's time to panic. An inferno in the distance, getting ever closer. As wildfires on roads continued to advance, even more areas of the island were evacuated. Roads on fire, and is UK calling on net zero policy? Scientists say climate change is increasing the intensity of heat waves, which can trigger fires. Really? As a spectator reports, according to NASA data, the amount of land burned annually in wildfires globally had decreased by about a quarter between 2001-2015. Wildfires in Europe are actually down compared to the average for this time of year. But that doesn't fit the narrative, does it? No, it's got to be climate change. The media told me. If only there was some other explanation besides hot summer temperatures. Greece roads fires. Firefighters say there are indications of arson in shocking update. Oh. The fire in Rhodes was started by human hands, according to the representative of the fire department, Giannis Artopios. There are three fire fronts in Rhodes now, and it all seems this has been caused by humans. Yeah, but Greece wildfires on Corfu started by arsonists, officials claim. Georgios Mahamiris, the mayor of North Corfu, told the state news agency APA-MPA that the fire was the result of arson. Oh. Media, the roads fires were caused by climate change. We're all doomed. It's literally the end of the world. Greek firefighters, it was arson. Many such cases. When the temperature's so unbearably hot, you have to wear a fleece. But, but, but the media told me. Apparently in the last five years, the planet is such a raging inferno, it's literally changed colour. The BBC sent its climate editor to Spain to tell us that carbon emissions were causing the heat waves. I'm on the beach at Alicante and it's been t- it's 27 now and as you can see dawn is just rising even hotter inland they had temperatures in the 30s overnight it will end in Greece all accentuated exaggerated by the effects of climate change climate change is pushing temperatures up and making the heat waves like this longer and more extreme I mean they could have used a reporter already in Spain to tell us that, but the threat posed by carbon emissions is so dire. Justin Rowlett just had to take that 1,800 mile round trip spewing a third of a tonne of carbon dioxide, the equivalent of driving over 1,500 miles in a petrol car, before flying back literally the next morning. This is the same dude who previously put out a climate documentary chock full of exaggerations and falsehoods. And his sister is also an ardent insulate Britain just stop oil extinction rebellion activist. They're all activists. This is the same BBC that tweets temperatures in Sicily 7 degrees hotter than their own app indicates. On another occasion, 10 degrees higher. Make your mind up. The BBC said 47 degrees in Sicily. Yet the Time and Date website reports that the temperature in Sicily never even went above 35 degrees. Turns out, as ever, they were pulling a fast one. It was not referring to the air temperature, the standard measurement made 2 metres above the ground, but the actual temperature on the surface. This latter measurement, of course, is going to be many degrees higher. But by that time, the fake 47 48 degrees hysteria had already gone around the world. The BBC gets all their data from the Met Office, a government body, that last year served up the hottest ever temperature recorded in the UK. I mean, they recorded it on the hot tarmac at an airport while three Typhoon fighter jets were landing, but don't let that get in the way of a good scare story. But in North America, it was been revealed that the early hours of Monday morning, we had the highest temperature that Earth has ever recorded, 48 Point nine degrees Celsius. The Earth just broke the record for the hottest day in 120,000 years. In fact, we broke it on three separate days. National climate emergency now. Who knew we had temperature measuring capability? Checks notes. 
120,000 years ago. Who recorded that temperature? The lost civilization of Atlantis? Well, that's total BS. They didn't tell us that the 1930s in the US was much hotter than now. And it's not hotter now because they've adjusted the figures. They didn't tell us that we've had warmer periods in the medieval times, in Roman times. They, if they want to go back as far as 125,000 years, let's look at geological time. We've had much hotter times, 600, 500, 400, 200, 150 million years ago. And we've been cooling for the last 50 million years. These activists who call themselves journalists putting these screeching headlines do not do any homework. They don't look at the past and they have no idea about the factors driving climate. This is just scaremongering. A car went up in flames on a Los Angeles freeway as California is hit by a blistering heat wave. However, it's not clear if the accident was heat related. Just just spontaneously combusted. Must be global warming. Neil Ferguson predicts UK temperature could reach 400,000 degrees next week as government warns get jabbed down to protect granny from spontaneous combustion. He is the new COVID. It's Wednesday, July 26th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get it Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're watching The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very big show we have for you today. I have so many videos to go to. I don't have to be here. I don't even have to be here today. It's be video after video. We'll get to all of those. Biden embarrassing himself. Trump being based. RFK Jr. doing a town hall last night with Sean Hannity and raking the neocon over the fire. Really incredible stuff. So we're going to get to a lot of videos today. We'll also be joined in the third hour by Klaus Schwab Jr. That's right. Klaus Schwab's son and heir will be joining us to discuss his frustration in why it's so difficult to take over the world. It's very frustrating for them. They want to just control everything. All of these dang peasants keep rising up against them. It's very frustrating. So we'll talk to him about some of his frustrations. Breaking news as well throughout the show today. Let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2023. U.S. to give Ukraine new $400 million military aid package. Yes, it's another one. The United States plans to announce as soon as Tuesday, a new military package for Ukraine worth up to $400 million, primarily composed of artillery, air defense missiles, and ground vehicles as Ukraine's counteroffensive grinds on, three U.S. officials said. The U.S. is not included is not including cluster munitions in this weapons assistant package, two officials who spoke on conditions of anonymity said. The U.S. first sent dual-purpose improved conventional munitions, a cluster munition fired from a 155-millimeter howitzer cannon to Ukraine earlier in July. Yes, just another gigantic, unimaginably expensive package to Ukraine. Let's just sit back and watch. It's all of our money and all of our treasure is poured into this completely pointless conflict as we apparently are willing to pay infinite amounts of money for Ukrainians to kill each other 
over nothing. Fantastic. Wonderful stuff. Aren't you glad? Aren't you proud? Aren't you so proud of what America has become? Meanwhile, Latinos now outnumber non-Hispanic whites in Texas, census data shows. Gee, I can think of another border that could use a $400 million military aid package. Latinos make up around 40.2% of Texas's populations, a sliver more than non-Hispanic whites who make up 39.8% of the population. It's official, folks. I am a minority. I'm a minority, and I expect all of the care and and love that minorities get. I expect to be hired for jobs over uh, those that that dang majority, the Latino supremacists that clearly uh, have to be brought to heel. I mean, this is the way it works, right? This demographic, uh, demographic shift has been expected for years and was confirmed Thursday by the Census Bureau. Latinos now outnumber non-Hispanic whites in Texas. New data reveals Latinos making up over 40% more than the non-Hispanic whites who make under 40%. The results are hardly surprising as Latino population in Texas and the country at large has been steadily increasing over the last few decades. You know, because of the replacement migration scheme. Yeah, just, no, there's no replacement migration is a is a right wing white supremacist uh, conspiracy theory. It's a hateful racist thing, but also it's real and happening, and uh, they're celebrating it. So that's confusing. Texas had a white majority from 1885 until 2004, when the state's non-Hispanic white population dropped below 50 percent for the first time. It's the second most populous state behind California, where people of color have accounted for 95% of its population growth in the past decade, according to the 2020 census. So, you know, know, thank God. uh, Thank God they've gone so far out of their way to demonize white people's very existence as evil, or else this might be concerning. This might be seen as some sort of genocide. This might be seen as some sort of purposeful elimination of the native population in favor of a hostile foreign group but you know thank goodness they had the foresight start laying the groundwork early on convincing white people that they're evil convincing everybody else that white people are evil so that we can celebrate this as a good thing rather than recognize it for what it is which is genocide it's genocide okay this is genocide so that's what it is also, it's funny. They say, like, Texas had a white majority from 1885 until 2004. Texas was, like, 90% white until, like, 1980. So they, they leave that part out. It's, we weren't hovering around 50% for 100 years. We were 90% of the population until they opened up the border and decided to demographically replace us. So there it is. Just wish, just, just really wish we had just like the common courtesy that's given to every other race. It's, it's very annoying. Of course, now that we're a minority, I'm sure that'll all stop, right? I'm sure once white people are in the minority, all of the white hatred will end, right? It won't accelerate. It won't actually be written into law. You know, now that we're the minority, I'm sure we'll, you know, have the ability to have like the white people's caucus and like we'll be able to advocate for white specific um, you know, policies. No, of course not. Of course not. White people could be 1% of the population. We would still be hated and discriminated against. 
Meanwhile, retail health company has Chase accounts suddenly terminated, owner critical of COVID vaccines and the FDA. Employees of a Florida-based retail health company said J.P. Morgan Chase suddenly terminated their personal and company bank accounts without an explanation. One of the employees believes the account shutdowns were politically motivated and due to their employer's controversial stance on COVID-19. Another employee said the sudden decision to close her account is creating additional hurdles to help send money to her husband who's bedridden with dementia in the Philippines. The owner of Mercola, uh, Mercola Market, Dr. Joseph Mercola, has criticized COVID-19 in the FDA in the past. And now he can't bank with J.P. Morgan anymore. This coming on the heels of... Nigel Farage being kicked out of his bank in the UK for, you know, wanting Brexit, for not wanting to be a part of the EU. So they're just doing it now. It's just if you have any sort of dissident opinions, don't expect to participate in the economy anymore. Once you combine this with CBDCs and uh, bio-linked identification, That's the end of freedom as we know it. Meanwhile, judge threatens to sanction Hunter Biden's lawyers after legal dispute with GOP lawmaker. Hunter Biden's legal team denied it Tuesday night that they lied to court officials to get filings from a senior Republican lawmaker removed from the public docket, blaming the dispute on an unintentional miscommunication on the eve of their client's plea hearing. Their denials came in response to U.S. District Judge Marilyn Noreka, who is presiding over the case and threatened them with sanctions amid accusations that a member of their staff, quote, misrepresented who she worked for while successfully requesting the removal of the GOP filing. The dispute appears to stem from an unfortunate, unintentional miscommunication between a staff member at our firm and employees of the court. Yeah, they lied. They lied. They tried to get a document removed from the docket by misrepresenting who they were and who they represented. And this is a pretty big deal as they are threatening to be sanctioned. We'll get into this a little bit more later and explain exactly how this works. Just, you know, it's one of those things. It's like once you start being a criminal, you have to keep doing criminal things to cover up your criminality. Sort of a horrifying feedback loop. Finally, we have this story. Austin Congressman Greg uh, Kazar ends eight-hour thirst strike over heat laws. (laughs) An Austin congressman ended a thirst and hunger strike after more than eight hours. What, did he sleep? Did he go to sleep? Was this a a good night's sleep that he called a a thirst strike? Pathetic, performative nonsense. Not a lot pisses me off more than people in power, like congressmen, doing some performative nonsense as if they're protesting themselves. You make the laws, idiot. With all the craziness in the world, the collapsing borders, the war with Russia, the insanity, the the, the currency devaluations, the economy going crazy, you are crazy in my view if you don't get high-quality storable food and water filtration and self-defense. Now, we're not selling guns and ammo. That's for you to go out and get for yourself and learn how to use if you haven't. And I'm preaching the choir on that. But a lot of people got plenty of guns, but they don't have enough storable food or water filtration. This is something you need now. And we've got it in the food department and in the high-quality water filtration department. The highest quality food, the best water filtration at the lowest prices you're going to find and still get quality. Infowarstore.com is running a special right now for 10% off on all storable food and on water and air filtration. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot beat this deal. Our prices are already the lowest. At 10% off, it's an insane deal for a limited time. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and get prepared while you still can. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal, InfoWars.com, Band.video. We're going to start off with some videos today. We'll start with, uh, I guess we'll, we'll start as we normally do, with the comedy up front. Comedy up front, serious news in the back. Let's start with uh, President of the United States, Joe Biden. Once again, making a public appearance, meaning once again, he has hilariously embarrassed all of us. Let's go to clip number two. Here's Biden bragging about something that hasn't happened. Let's watch. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We ended cancer as we know it. We ended cancer as we know it. Amazing. Amazing, wonderful news, I'm sure, for all the cancer sufferers out there. Joe Biden is under the impression that we have ended the disease that's killing you. Amazing. Let's go to clip number three here. Biden says uh, he's very sad about the the number of people that have died from COVID-19. He's um, a little confused about what that number is. Regardless, he's very sad. Let's watch. And there's still, we're still feeling the profound loss of the pandemic, as I mentioned, of over 100 people dead. That's 100 empty chairs around the kitchen table. <laughs> what? A <laughs> hundred people dead from COVID. My God, can you believe it? The sad thing is that when he said that, he truly believed it. He did. He doubled down on it. He said it twice. Can you believe a hundred people? We all take a moment of silence for the 100 people who have died of COVID-19. So sad. (laughs) I mean, uh, literally every day, every time the man makes a public appearance. Kofefe. You remember when Donald Trump tweeted Kofefe? I do. And they they were like, yeah, we got a 25th Amendment, this guy. Yeah. We got to get him out of there. 
Yep, you accidentally hit the the send button on your phone before you're ready, and it's 25th Amendment time. You embarrass the nation every single day that you're in public? Every day, twice a day. Twice a day, yeah. No, he's averaging about, I mean, he only comes out of his hole about twice a week. So other than that, he's in some sort of cryogenic chamber in Delaware. Spent like more than half of his time as president on vacation, apparently. Incredible stuff. Uh, Switching gears, let's uh, take a look at what a real president would look like. Let's go now to clip number one. This is an ad that has been going around. I don't think Trump's team actually made this, but it is an ad for Trump uh, recapturing the mimetic spirit of 2016. Here is the most base ad ever made for Donald Trump. Let's watch. If I was the deep state and I wanted to destroy America, I would rig the election with a puppet candidate, one that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity, but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished. I don't think this was an official Trump ad, but incredibly well done. This is the Dilly meme team. Okay, that's who it was. Trump's online war machine. Uh, Really great stuff. Of course, modeled after the If I Was a Devil speech by Paul Harvey. If I was the deep state, you'd wish I was the devil. They're somehow more evil than Satan himself, which is an accomplishment, in my opinion. Let's uh, stick on the the, the Trump train here. Choo-choo. Let's go to clip number 14. Here's Trump uh, just politely asking Congress to uh, maybe step up and stop the political persecution that is destroying our entire republic from the inside and just hijacking the political system for participation only for the already pre-approved by the deep state. Let's go to clip number 14 here. Trump asking Congress, please investigate the political witch hunts against me. Won't you please? Congress, if you will, please investigate the political witch hunts against me currently being brought by the corrupt DOJ and FBI who are totally out of control. 
They don't go after Biden with all of his corruption, the most corrupt president in history. But they keep coming after me from the day I came down the escalator, all failures. This continuing saga is retribution against me for winning and, even more importantly to them, election interference regarding the 2024 presidential election. It will be their updated form of rigging our most important election. Look at the polls. They can't beat me, MAGA, make America great again at the ballot box. The only way they can win is to cheat. And they cheat better than anybody has ever seen anybody cheat. Stop them now. Save our country. Make America great again. Thank you. Won't you please? Won't you, Congress, just do your damn job? Like, don't let the deep state usurp your power as elected representatives? It's just pathetic that Trump even has to ask but I guess it makes sense, right? I mean, Trump has always been a force for America over the deep state, and the deep state has had a stranglehold on our political system for decades now. So, you know, Trump wasn't an enemy of the Democrats. He was an enemy of the establishment. And the establishment, while having dealt massive blows to Donald Trump and vice versa, uh, is still clinging on to power and still controls the systems by which people get elected. We're going to move on from politics in the literal sense and get into some of the economics that are destroying our country, as well as the vaccine mandates that are destroying our country. We'll look at RFK's town hall last night. Tucker Carlson's latest episode where he cruised through South Los Angeles with Ice Cube. That's what it was, right? So much more on the other side. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's the American Journal Infowars.com. When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of beet pollen, a gigantic dose of highest quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now, 40% off at InfoWorkStore.com, and it funds our operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints, your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWarsTour.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products. They empower your life, plus they fund our operation. Go to InfoWarsTour.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsTour.com. 40% off, about to sell out. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks, welcome back. Lots of news to get into, still lots of videos to show you. Let's get into the vaccine. Of course, the big story yesterday was that LeBron James's son, 18 years old star basketball player collapsed 
with cardiac arrest during a practice. And of course, we predicted with perfect accuracy what the response to this would be. That is, any honest inquiry about whether it was a vaccine injury was treated as if you were somehow abusing LeBron James and his family. Just completely absurd, but predictable. We'll start off with a little bit of uh, a lighthearted take on this. Clip number seven, stand-up comedian saying, I really wish I didn't take the vaccine. Let's watch. I regret having gotten the vaccine. I really regret having gotten the vaccine. I'm sure it's fine, but I just wish when the state told me to do something, I'd be the sort of person who said no. But it turns out I'm the sort of person who says fine. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. You're telling me it's important. Okay. I, and all they had to do was say, you won't be allowed to go into pubs for like a month. And I was like, put it in me. That's what I'm upset about is that I had a principle temporarily. Like, oh, wow. oh, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would have stood up to the regime. I wouldn't stand up to not being able to go to a pub for a month. I would have been like, Anne Frank, she's in that attic there. I saw her. It doesn't matter what the point of principle was. The point is I would have been a chill. And that I have to live with that for the rest of my three or four more years before I have a heart attack. <laughs> I wonder how many people feel that way. I wonder how many people feel that that I don't know. I mean, it must be painful, right? The, the realization that you stand for nothing, the realization that even the most moderate pressure can fold you like a cheap chair. I mean, it's just pathetic. Pathetic, really. If you took the vaccine because you were pressured to, you are pathetic. I'm sorry to tell you that. My friends and family, who I know, held out for several weeks only to succumb to the pressure. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Seemed like it would go on forever, the ostracization and the social pressure against you. But now looking back, you can see, yeah, you probably could have held out. You probably could have withstood the scorn for a little bit longer, but you didn't because you're pathetic. Sorry. Hate to let you know this. Hopefully, now you can realize that and uh, be a little bit more hardy next time. A little bit, withstand a little bit more. Again, I don't know, maybe scorn's not the best tool to use here, but it's what I feel in my heart, so I'm going to express it. Scornful of you. (laughs) You're pathetic. (laughs) You're pathetic. Sorry, don't be pathetic, and I won't say that anymore. That's the answer. That's the solution. Stop letting other people think for you, and we can all withstand this together. Instead, you contributed to the downfall. Well done. Hope you regret it now. On that note, let's go to somebody who did resist the Vax propaganda. This is a clip from Tucker Carlson's latest 
episode that he put out on Twitter. In this case, he teams up with Ice Cube driving through South Los Angeles and discussing resisting the vax program let's go now to clip number five here's ice cube on resisting the vax propaganda and i really think this type of content has a chance to open a lot of eyes and bring people together let's watch why wouldn't you take the vax um you you had a direct order to take it you were told to take it yeah i'm not real good with direct orders but on a whole nother note <laughs> um, but it was a command. I didn't. I mean, they told. I'm sorry, they told you. I mean, they couldn't have been clearer about yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty clear. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you take it? Of course not. Yeah, no. It, it wasn't ready. You know, it was six month. You know, kind of rush job, and and I didn't feel safe. But they told you you were safe. I know what they said. <laughs> I know what they said. And I heard them. I heard them loud and clear. But it's it's not their decision. There's no repercussions if they're wrong. But I can get all the repercussions if they're wrong. Was, was it a tough call for you? No, it wasn't a tough call. You know, I wanted it to be an example for my kids. You know, really make sure they didn't take it either. Show them that I, you know, I wanted to stand on my convictions and that I was willing, you know, to lose nine million dollars and more because we've probably lost more, you know, since then. The idea is that people who stand on their convictions are heroes. They're brave. They have principles. You know, they're the people we look to for inspiration. But in this case, with this decision and these principles, you were not hailed as a hero. No. You were attacked. Why won't you get the vaccine, man? Hey, look, man, I'd just rather be myself than take that vaccine like you other three billion bozos. (laughs) I never told anyone not to get vaccinated publicly. That was never my message to the world. I didn't even want people to know whether I got vaccinated or not. I was pretty upset that that even came out because I was just going to quietly, you know, just not take it and deal with the consequences as they came. Do you know anyone who was injured by the vaccine? I do. And they suffer every day. And it's, it's hard to watch. Suffering in silence is not the answer all the time. You know, sometimes you got to let people know what's going on so you can actually move the needle. Choose to be vocal. If it's true, why can't I say it? (laughs) Well, you can't say it because it is true. (laughs) There it is. Now, that's the problem with the world today. There's no penalty for lying. No one's ever punished for lying. It's only telling the truth. It gets you in trouble. Ain't that something? That's true. Yeah, that is so true. Really uh, incredible stuff, powerful stuff from Ice Cube and Tucker Carlson. An unlikely pairing, but an an oddly appropriate one. Of course, Tucker steals all my lines. That's fine. It's fine. Just been saying since 2018, they don't kick you off for saying what's false, kick you off for saying what's true. Usually I like to use the example of something like the History Channel showing ancient aliens 
telling everybody that aliens built the pyramids. Not a lot of evidence for that, but they also don't get their bank account canceled for saying that type of thing. You only get your bank account canceled if you say what's true, if what's true contradicts what's being said by the deep state and the world controllers. We can compare that to clip number eight. Uh, here's LeBron, uh, LeBron bragging about uh, succumbing to the pressure he faced. I know um, that I was very skeptical uh, about it all, um, but after doing my research and things of that nature, I felt like it was best suited for not only me, but for my family and for my friends. And, uh, you know, and that's why I decided to do it. Yeah, I was very skeptical too. But he did his research and things of that nature. Just love when dumb people try to sound smart. So he and his family are vaxxed. Now his son uh, has lost a chance probably to ever play basketball at a, at a competitive level ever again. Pathetic, sad, tragic. Heart goes out to him. Show me say, I told you so. Yes, we did. Maybe next time you'll listen. Maybe next time you'll listen. We finally have our original best-selling colloidal silver back in stock. With the supply chain breakdowns and all the problems of the economy, we could not get the highest quality colloidal silver for almost three years back in stock. But now we've got it. 30 parts per million from the top lab. We've got a limited shipment. Hopefully we'll have a lot of it in the future. But if you want to experience and have in your medicine cabinet, have in your preparedness arsenal, High quality colloidal silver from the best manufacturer. We have it right now, private labeled under the name Silver Bullet at InfoWarsStore.com. Limited supply, 30% off. InfoWarsStore.com, Silver Bullet. Research colloidal silver, find out what a game changer it is, and then get yours at InfoWarsStore.com. Silver Bullet, back in stock, 30% off. InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The American Journal. Reminder that everything we do here at InfoWars is brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Go there now to take advantage of the Patriot Pride Month. Silver Bullet, our colloidal silver supplement, is back in stock. Certainly one of the first sort of alternative supplements that I'd ever heard about. 
and it makes sense just like everything else in the store. It's not that we have, you know, fabricated some new molecular compound that we were not sure why it works, but just take it, right? That's the way the medical industry works. The way we work is we just take simple natural supplements and properties and package them in a bioavailable form to help you with so many issues across the board. There's something for everybody at InfoWarsStore.com. And best of all, you keep us on the air. And I know you, I know you win more flies with honey than vinegar. I know that uh, scorn and, and sort of saying I told you so might not be the most welcoming thing. But at a certain point, it could be different if sort of like everybody was equally treated and in the mainstream media and the wider public, it was like, well, you may be right and they may be right and we're just not sure. And it turns out we're right. And we're like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice and, and pleasant then. But the fact is, when we were telling you the truth over the last several years, we were called racist, bigoted, science-denying, anti-vax, extremist, right-wing, MAGA bigots. And it's just like, then we're proven right. Then we're proven just undeniably right. And so it's uh, kind of pisses you off. It just kind of pisses you off being treated this way for being right. Plus, there are people that still believe the lies. There are people that still buy in to the BS, so they deserve scorn. They deserve to be mocked and humiliated for their Weakness, stupidity, and sheep-like behavior as they follow the shepherd to the slaughterhouse. At a certain point, it's not just like, well, you know, we both, we both have different views on this. It's like, no, you're going to the slaughterhouse. You're being led to a slaughterhouse. You have to turn around. It's not, this isn't an equal opinion here it's like you follow the path you're taking and we're all dead so we need to shock you out of your complacency somehow and i'm willing to try anything now with that let's go to some of these videos from last night's town hall roundtable event on fox news with sean hannity of all people talking to rfk jr again we see the very apparent divide between the neocon establishment and the populist, peace-loving, good people on the other side. You'll hear the audience agree with RFK Jr. Despite this being a Fox News event where you would think some of the audience would be on the side of Hannity. It turns out nobody's on the side of Hannity except for corrupt politicians, crony capitalists, and weapons manufacturers. That's who they represent. We have several topics here. We'll start with COVID. Clip number 12, RFK Jr. shreds Sean Hannity after the Fox News talking head says ivermectin wasn't effective in treating COVID. Nope, wrong. Here's RFK to set him straight. So if they had admitted that hydroxychloroquine, which they knew from day one, 
that it worked against uh, against COVID. They well, could not. They it would have killed their eighty-eight Henry billion. Ford Hospital, what? after the fact, came out and said that taken early, it mitigated symptoms. That's what I took out of that. And there were other studies that followed. I never saw one on ivermectin that showed it was effective. However, monoclonal antibodies seemed to be a a therapeutic that worked very well, but that was also experimental. Well, the thing is, you don't know about those studies because the press is not reporting them. But you go to Merrill Nass's website, Dr. Merrill Nass, who's who's an expert in bioterrorism, or Harvey Ridge, who's one of the world's leading epidemiologists at Yale. And they have lists of 199 studies that show that ivermectin is, is on average about 85% effective against, uh, against serious disease and death. And four, 400 studies that show the same about hydroxychloroquine. Well, yeah. I got a break. We'll come back. More of our t- exclusive town hall. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for the hour. By the way, program of course, what RFK show. Jr. is referencing there is the fact that you can't have an emergency use authorization for a vaccine if there is an alternative treatment available. So it was necessary. It was incumbent on them to destroy the possibility of there being treatments for COVID, because if there's even the remote possibility that there's a treatment available, then you weren't able to rush through the vaccine and get it approved for emergency use authorization. So this was all part of a gigantic scam, a PSYOP, a manipulation of the american people and rfk recognizes that and sean handy is very confused by that let's go to clip number 11 here this is rfk jr talking about whether or not we even have so-called free market capitalism in this country anymore here he is um but uh and it is i mean we don't have free market capitalism in this country we have corporate crony capitalism we have a Again, a rousing applause for everything this man says. We have a system of of cushy socialism for the super rich, and this uh, brutal, a kind of brutal, savage, merciless capitalism for the poor, and it's all designed to strip mine the middle class of this country of all of their equity, all of their assets, and move it to the upper echelons. And and you know the COVID lockdowns. With a final straw, COVID lockdowns, we created a billionaire a day, and this was Trump and Biden, of 500 days of lockdowns, we created a billionaire a day. We moved $4 trillion from the American middle class to the super rich. We built, the people who came into the lockdown with with a billion dollars increased their wealth on average by 30%. And you you know, we closed 3.3 million businesses. And so that in retrospect, uh, and, and I give for a period of time in the early days, nobody knew what the hell they were dealing with. Let's be fair. But there came. Uh, I'm a, not going to be fair. We did. You don't be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just like, shut days. up, idiot. We knew exactly what was happening. We knew exactly what this was all about. We called it out. This is the thing. When they silence people telling the truth, then they can act like, oh, no. Well, nobody knew. Nobody knew. I mean, nobody could tell what was going on. Of course, you'd, if you'd been watching InfoWars. Dot com at that time, you would know exactly what was going on. And it's even worse than RFK even mentions there. He talks about the $4 trillion moved almost wholesale from the middle class to the billionaire class. But that doesn't even include the ensuing inflation 
and what we reported yesterday and as Yahoo Finance and uh, Business Insider and so many others have admitted a $5.5 trillion savings wipeout, $5.5 trillion in savings eliminated from people's bank accounts because of the inflation that they did on purpose. So our final clip here is RFK with Hannity uh, talking about the Ukraine war. We'll talk more about the Ukraine war in the next hour, as well as the economy and some more COVID stuff. But let's finish out with RFK last night with Hannity talking about Ukraine. Here it is. Peace through strength with all my heart. Control our borders. All these things. They're simple. I believe that educational school choice. We agree on these things. Yeah, we agree on all those things. No. One area. I don't like the fact that America is bearing the brunt and the burden of financing most of the war against Putin and Ukraine. I think we agree on that part. Why isn't Europe? Why don't they ever step up and defend their own continent? before they asked for U.S. involvement? And why would Joe Biden veto Poland giving Zelensky fighter jets to actually fight to win the war after they were invaded? Well, the more disturbing thing is that uh, on two occasions, the Russians tried to sign a peace agreement with Zelensky. Do you trust Putin? Do I trust Putin? No, but that's not, I don't, listen, I, I, I've litigated over 500 lawsuits. All of them We're going to actually pick this up on the other side. The full thing is about five minutes. We'll play it in the first five minutes of the uh, next hour, but hilarious. Do you trust Putin? The head of the EU has admitted that they signed a agreement with Russia, the Minsk agreement, for the sole purpose of deceiving Russia in keeping Russia complacent while they continued to build up the military capacity of Ukraine, knowing that a war would eventually come. So... I mean, whether Putin's trustworthy or not, you can debate, but we're not trustworthy. That's when true. When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of bee pollen, a gigantic dose of highest-quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now. 40% off at InfoWorkStore.com and it funds our operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints, your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWorkStore.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products that empower your life, plus they fund our operation. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsStore.com. 40% off, about to sell out. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is American Journal. Second hour has begun. We're going to re- return now to this clip from last night's town hall with RFK, hosted by Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity, of course, never met a war he didn't like. And we, we ended with him asking the question, can you trust Putin? Which, again, is hilarious because let me find out who exactly it was. I think it was the EU commissioner or, or it was um, – former German chancellor 
but it's it's basically open now that the Minsk agreements that they're about to discuss were a deception by the West. They signed an agreement in an attempt that they now admit to lull Russia into a false sense of security while building up military and knowing that they were going to violate that agreement in the very near future. So, again, whether you can trust Putin or not, you can debate that, I guess, whatever. But whether you can trust the West, whether you can trust NATO and Ukraine and Germany and the American hegemonic system, we have an answer for that. The answer is an absolute no. You cannot trust them. They will deceive you, and then they'll brag about it. So I don't know whether you can trust Putin, but I sure as hell positive that you, Putin cannot trust the West in our agreements. So he's not really the one on trial here. Uh, let's go back to RFK with Hannity. So Ukraine, to, to appease Putin, uh, Putin, rather, who I think is evil, they've already given up Crimea. It was annexed. So what, they, now they have to give up the Donbass area? Uh, you know, the, the Ukraine, because of our pushing the Ukraine into the war on two occasions. And they, and we we pushed them into it? Or did Putin well, let, me tell you, let, me, let me answer your question. Yeah. In 2019, France, Germany, and Russia all agreed to the Minsk Accords. That year, Zelensky ran for president. He was a comedian. He had no political experience. Why did he win? Because he, he won, ran on one issue, signing the Minsk Accords. As soon as he got in there, Victoria Newland in the White House told him he couldn't do it. Then Putin sends 40,000 troops in. That's not enough to conquer the country. Clearly, he wanted us to come to the negotiation. He wanted somebody to come to the negotiating table. Zelensky came to the negotiating table, signed a new agreement that was the Minsk Accords II in 2022, and that would have allowed Donbass to stay and Lugansk to stay to remain as part of, of Ukraine. We said Putin signed it, Zelensky initialed it, and Putin, in good faith, began withdrawing troops from the Ukraine. What happened? We sent Boris Johnson over there to torpedo it, because we don't want peace with, we want the war with Russia. What, what, what are the, why are you blaming America's role in this? And, and uh, look, I, I am, Putin to me is an evil, murdering dictator thug, and when he leaves this earth, nobody's gonna miss him. Let's be honest. No cheers. Um, Not however, a single cheer from the, the crowd. Has a responsibility Nobody likes that warmongering economy, nonsense. It always seems to fall on the United States. Joe Biden has committed oh. all these tens oh, of fault. dollars that we can't afford. And he's not fighting the war to win the war. I don't believe in fighting There's wars no winning this war. If you're going to fight a war, you go in, overwhelming force, you beat them, you get the hell out. That's it. And only if it's provoked. Putin did not need to invade in, in a sovereign country. Literally making the case you. for it's Russia right now. We, we, nope. we can take it down. I, I mean, it's just, it. it's ridiculous to see this attempt to push this neocon mindset on America. We're over it. We fell for it with the Iraq. We fell for it with Afghanistan. People aren't falling for it with Ukraine. But the problem is we aren't actually a republic anymore. We aren't actually guided by the people for the people. We're guided by deep state psychopaths who impose their will on everybody regardless of what we think so they're going to do it anyway and they're going to keep you know the talking heads expressing this message even though it's completely contrary to everything their audience believes not a single cheer for sean hannity for uh, bashing putin and calling him an evil murderer uh, and actually makes the case for putin 
You go in, you use overwhelming force when you're provoked, which they did provoke. The headline can be found at World Socialist website. Former German Chancellor Merkel admits Minsk's agreement was merely to buy time for Ukraine's armed buildup. They've admitted it. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Hmm. Interesting. An interesting development breaking here minutes ago. British billionaire Joe Lewis surrenders on U.S. insider trading charges. This is uh, Joseph C. Lewis, a British billion uh, businessman and investor and founder of the Tavistock Group. Which is interesting. Very interesting. Apparently he... Uh, Surrendered on U.S. insider trading charges. His pilots have been charged. Surrendered to U.S. authorities in Manhattan. Expected to appear in court later Wednesday to face insider trading charges. A spokesperson for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan said. Federal prosecutors accused Lewis, whose family trust controls a majority of the Tottenham Hotspur soccer team, with orchestrating a brazen insider trading scheme by passing tips about companies in which he invested to friends personal assistants, private pilots, and romantic partners. Two of Lewis's pilots, Patrick O'Connor and Brian Waugh, were charged with insider trading securities fraud. They reaped millions of dollars in illegal profit from Lewis's tips, prosecutors said. Lewis's lawyer, David Zornow, said prosecutors made an egregious error in charging Lewis 86. Says client had come to the United States voluntarily to defend himself against the charges. Joe Lewis, British businessman, is a net worth of upwards of $6 billion. He's the majority, majority owner of the Premier League football team Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, I got started in, uh, here you go. Uh, Lewis was born to a Jewish family above a public house in Roman Road, Bow, London. Lewis left school at 15 to help run his father's West End catering business, Tavistock Banqueting. When he took the reins, he quickly extended it by selling luxury goods to American tourists. He also owned the West End Club, Hanover Grand, where he gave Robert Earl his first job. He sold his business in 1979 to make his initial wealth. After selling the family business in the late 70s, he moved on to currency trading in the 80s and 90s, resulting in his move to Bahamas, where he's now a tax exile. September 1992, Lewis bet on the pounds crashing out of the European exchange rate mechanism. This event, which was dubbed Black Wednesday... Lewis is still an active foreign exchange trader. He's also a main investor in Tavistock Group. He hosts the Tavistock Cup and is a founder of the Tavistock Institute. And of course, the uh, Black... I th- I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure these are all the same. That's what it's... Well, they've... They sound similar, don't they, though? They do. And if you go to the website, there's also a Tavistock Foundation that they promote. But, Interesting. Uh, I don't see any connection. I, I did look that up because I, I, you know, the word Tavistock in anybody who's in InfoWars orbit should immediately draw a red flag. But I didn't see an immediate connection between the Tavistock Group and the Tavistock Institute. Interesting. Well... I'd like to look a little bit more into that. How how the Tavistock Group 
I mean, is it totally unrelated to Tavistock Institute? I don't know. That's that would be odd to me, but maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, but I do believe Black Wednesday was that not the George Soros crashing the the British pound. So made his money alongside uh, George Soros. Anyway, this is just breaking, so we don't actually have uh, too much information on this. I just saw this headline come across my screen and thought we would mention it. Yeah, George Soros made over a billion dollars in profit by short-selling sterling. So interesting. A little friend of George Soros, I suppose. Insider trading busted. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, that was just a little little detour there as I saw that uh, during the break. Still have a lot of videos to show you today. Lots of stories to get into. And we'll be taking your calls throughout this hour as well. Let me go ahead and give out the phone number. The number to dal is one 789 2539 one 789 Now, some of what we're going to talk about this hour is... The economy, just how horrifically it's going. I also have some just interesting interesting posts from people. This is from Dissident Soaps on Gab. When I read this, it sort of hit me like a ton of bricks. Obviously, one of the major pop cultural events of the recent past is... Uh, Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town. They sing about basically the small towns look after each other and if you try to go be a criminal or assault people or, you know, just get into trouble in a small town, they won't stand for it. Dissident Soaps has this really kind of brutal awakening for us. He says, try this in a small town. Imagine a small town like Brunswick, Georgia where a black man is skulking around a home that's under construction looking for things to steal. So local residents confront him, and he attacks them, getting shot in the process. What happens then? Well, the prosecutor who declined to charge them for defending themselves would herself be thrown in prison by the federal government. The two men who stood up to the criminal would be sentenced to life in state prison, and their neighbor would be sentenced to life in state prison for simply filming the conflict. The black man's criminal history and the fact that he was currently on probation would be kept from the jurors. They weren't allowed to know that he was, in fact, a career criminal, so they could portray him as an innocent jogger. He was jogging in his work boots through the construction site where things kept being stolen. A federal jury would then find them guilty of civil rights violations and kidnapping, adding additional life sentences for Travis and Greg McMichael and another 35 years for the neighbor. A street would then be named after the dead black thief. That's what happens when you try that in a small town. Sort of throwing cold water all over the self-perception of small towns as a place that fins one another and looks after one another. We don't wait for the cop. We don't wait for the cops. We have the Second Amendment here. It's like... Yeah, not if the government has anything to say about it. Not if the federal and or state government gets involved. Then attempting to arrest the criminal that's been terrorizing your neighborhood 
for months, it gets you a life sentence uh, behind bars. You are now locked in the concrete box forever. Why? Because you armed yourself to go chase down the criminal that, again, had been multiple times, like habitually stealing from construction sites and homes. So, I mean, this, you know, the term anarcho-tyranny really sums it up. And this is why, you know, I always say, like, anarchy would be fine. It'd be It'd be one thing if it was anarchy, right? Because then, like, you got people coming from other neighborhoods into your neighborhood, skulking around, stealing things, intimidating people, or like, attacking people. And the community would just get together and get rid of them. And that'd be that. And it'd be over. But in this case, when you do that, the government says you are violating the civil rights of the criminal and throws you in jail for life for that. For just filming it, for just going there and documenting what happened, right? Because it's the modern day, and if you want to protect yourself, a phone camera is just about as effective as a, as a gun because you can at least have the proof of what went down on the phone. So you go, you know, you know, there's this criminal running around. You've called the cops on him multiple times. The cops show up 20 minutes later. The guy's gone. It never works out. So you see the guy back in your neighborhood once again stealing things. You get a shotgun, get in the truck, you go to try to place him under citizen's arrest while you wait for the cops to come because the cops, so like they, they remove the cops. The cops aren't there to protect you. You try to protect yourself and your family and your neighborhood. Uh, the guy r- attacks you, tries to grab the shotgun out of your hand in the process of pulling the shotgun towards himself. The trigger gets pulled, he gets shot, and you go to jail for the rest of your life for trying to be a good Samaritan. By living a, a life of goodness, you are a criminal now. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. And that's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within 
and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globals bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. This is The American Journal, InfoWars.com. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us in everything that we do here. It is still Patriot Pride Month. In the next few days, you still have a chance to get Massive discounts on your favorite products, plus double Patriot points so you can spend on products later to increase our your massive discounts. It's a, it's a giveaway at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there now to support everything that we do here. We're going to talk now about sort of two topics that have to do with one another. I think we'll start with the economy. So we'll start with clip number four here is comparing the economy in 1980 versus the economy in 2023. And it has been been a downfall of middle America, so precipitous and massive that it can only be done by design. And this is maybe one of the key things you have to understand about the conspiracy world that, you know, the classic phrase like don't attribute to malice what can be explained by incompetence. There is no incompetence that can explain the level of collapse that the middle class has gone through in the last 40 years. This is by design. It is on purpose. It is specifically and even in their own white papers explicitly to destroy the middle class cause a massive gap between the 99.9% of ultra-poor people and the 0.01% of the ultra-rich that will serve as our unelected feudal masters moving forward. Let's take a look at just how different the economy is for a young working person now compared to 1980. Let's watch dollars is the amount of money that Americans in 2023 are living paycheck to paycheck on with zero dollars. And this is all because as recently as the 1980s, the median salary in the United States was $21,000. And that would be brought in by a single earner. And at that same time, a four-year degree would set you back 10 grand. And at that same time, the median price of a home in the United States was only 47000 And that means that boomers had the option to work summers to pay for college as they were going. They could graduate without any debt, and then they could just work five five to six months of their real job as an adult to come up with the 20% down payment required to buy a home. 10 grand is all they needed to do that. But we flash forward 40 years, and thanks to inflation and appreciation, those homes are now worth half a million dollars. And it's almost impossible for younger generations to buy them. Because in 2023, the median annual income for a single earner is $70,000. We've essentially doubled wages. But in that same time, a four-year college degree has multiplied by 10x. You're looking at spending a full 100 grand on a four-year college degree for out-of-state tuition. On top 
of that, with homes being half a million dollars to start, to get a degree and a home today, you'd have to live in your parents' basement rent-free and work your ass off for three straight years just to pay off your college debt, have a down payment for your home, all without any dependents or a partner, and that's if you didn't put a single penny towards things like food, gas, insurance, healthcare, your car payment, or your stupid fur babies that you think are your actual children. Oh yes, I love you too, but if times get hard, I know you're going to make a delicious, delicious soup. I'll do it. And all of and all of this happened because of inflation, he finishes out by saying. So again, really paints a, a sad picture of where we are now as an economy. But of course, the economy, uh, the idea was that, you know, under a free market, the economy is there to serve the people. Now it's been inverted. The people exist to serve the economy and the Ponzi scheme of social, social security and infinite printing of money have left the normal, regular, everyday Americans that are just doing their best to keep their head above water and build a life for themselves find themselves under continuous and increasing pressure by the financial institutions. Because the point is to keep you in a state of constant debt, constantly be unable to pay off what you owe so that you're constantly paying interest pouring more money into the central banks while never actually building anything of your own that you can pass on to your children. It's not an accident that this is happening. This is by design. And you can see how the new policies being proposed under the claims of climate change or protecting the children, we have to have ID to get on the internet – all of these things are just making it harder, just making it more difficult. The people in power have no concern about the situation we just laid out or was just laid out in that video. They're like that doesn't bother them at all. That's a good thing, according to them, because they don't trust the average person to do what's best for them and, and everybody can just get along together. They think that you need to be in a constant state of panic about your finances as they pull the strings from on high. And we can see this manifest in clip number 15 as we watch Justin Trudeau hear a really heartbreaking story from a mother of four and grandmother of three, and he responds with absolutely zero compassion to her very troubling circumstance. Let's go to clip number 15. Here's Justin Trudeau hearing uh, a plea from one of his constituents. Let's watch. I feel like you have failed me, and I'm asking you here today to fix that. Something's wrong now, Mr. Joe. My heat and hydro now cost me more than my mortgage. I now, I now not only work 75 hours a week, I stay and work 15 hours a day just so I don't lose my home. My hydro bill. My hydro bill I want to share with you, a single family home, one person who works hard with a brace up to her leg, partially paralyzed every single day I put that brace on and I'm proud to be Canadian, but something's wrong with our system and I have faith in you and God that you're going to work hard to fix it. How do you explain to a woman how she's supposed to pay a hydro bill, $1,085? 
I did it. I've done it. I've done it for the last year. I lived without hydro for five days after paying a $680 bill. They showed up one day. I'm asking you, Mr. Trudeau, and here is my question today. How do you justify to a mother of four children, three grandchildren, physical disabilities, and working up to 15 hours a day, how is it justified for you to ask me to pay a carbon tax when I only have $65 left of my paycheck every two weeks to feed my family? A lot of different elements come into your, into your question. A, a number of them are provincial. Uh, hydro bills are uh, provincial, but as you point out, uh, the federal uh, the, the federal government's decision to put a price on carbon uh, is something that we have uh, moved forward with, and it's one that is uh, causing consternation amongst uh, a, a broad range of people. And I, I understand because uh, carbon and carbon emissions and carbon uh, is part of uh, everything we do, whether it's uh, heating our homes or getting back and forth from work uh, or uh, or in the, in the products we buy. These supposed liberals are just the most cold-hearted people you can ever possibly imagine. A woman literally crying to him about having to work 75 hours a week to pay her bills. And he's just like, yeah, well, you use carbon. Time to die. And hey, that's a perfectly valid excuse for uh, assisted suicide now in Canada. Poverty. So kill yourself. We finally have our original best-selling colloidal silver back in stock. With the supply chain breakdowns and all the problems of the economy, we could not get the highest quality colloidal silver for almost three years back in stock. But now we've got it. 30 parts per million from the top lab. We've got a limited shipment. Hopefully we'll have a lot of it in the future. But if you want to experience and have in your medicine cabinet, have in your preparedness arsenal, High quality colloidal silver from the best manufacturer. We have it right now, private labeled under the name Silver Bullet at InfoWarsStore.com. Limited supply, 30% off. InfoWarsStore.com, Silver Bullet. Research colloidal silver, find out what a game changer it is, and then get yours at InfoWarsStore.com. Silver Bullet, back in stock, 30% off. InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks. The uh, federal government is hard at work manufacturing their distractions and lies as we speak. There's a UFO hearing happening on the hill, apparently. Total nonsense. Not even going to uh, really address it. Again, if aliens traveled thousands of light years... Just, just to trust the American military. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. I like what one Twitter user said, where they're like, you know, travel, travel a thousand light years, can't read a room. I don't know. Something suspicious about that. And they choose Chuck Schumer as their. <laughs> 
ambassador. Like, okay. Okay, sure. I don't know. I think people, aliens, beings with the intelligence to uh, master interstellar space travel, it should probably be smarter than that. So I don't believe it for a second. You also have Jerry Nadler apparently making the claim that the border is totally closed. Totally closed. He's like, there's not an open border. The border is perfectly secure. Making that statement on Capitol Hill today, just in flagrant disregard to what you can observe with your own eyes. It really is shocking the level of gaslighting that we endure every single day. We'll go out to your phone calls here in just a second, but just as an expanded sort of meme from what we covered yesterday, these are NPR headlines, how it started versus how it's going. Uh, First, how it started all the way from 2008 up to 2018, insects get a tasty makeover. These pictures might tempt you to eat bugs. A bug eating festival, kids crunch down on the food of the future. Insects may be the taste of the next generation, report says. Bugs, not what's for dinner, until they're tastier, maybe. Maybe it's time to swap burgers for bugs, says UN. Insect cuisine is all the buzz. The green argument for eating cicadas, plus a few recipes. Your ancestors probably ate insects, so what's bugging you? The joy and ethics of insect eating. Even Neil deGrasse Tyson is now munching on bugs. Don't bug out. The Smithsonian Channel is going to show you how to cook insects. So just dozens of headlines about how you have to eat bugs and how eating bugs is good and you can save the earth by eating bugs. Eat the bugs. Eat the bugs. Eat the bugs. Cut to July 19th, 2022. The right-wing conspiracy theory about eating bugs is about as racist as you think. Honestly, the Babylon Bee could not write a better headline. And we went over yesterday, so we won't, we won't retread that ground, but it's right-wing, it's a conspiracy theory, and it's racist, but also it's all entirely true because you yourselves have been pushing this agenda for a very long time. Just incredible, isn't it? The gaslighting. I'm telling you, just the, the sheer luminescence of the gaslight is blinding. Just ev- absolutely everything. Can you imagine being a liberal? Can you imagine thinking that the border is closed and perfectly secure, but also Latinos are the majority for the first time ever in Texas this year, and that's a good thing, even though it's not happening. And you have to eat bugs, and also eating bugs is a right-wing conspiracy theory. I mean, what's wrong with you people? Just what is wrong with America? Why can we not see this for what it is? It's so frustrating. We are, we are farther gone than the Soviet Union. Like, at least in the Soviet Union, the accounts that you read, it's like they all knew that the government was lying all the time they knew they were lying they couldn't say anything about it they had to keep their mouth shut under threat of death Uh, but everybody knew it was bs because everything they said was bs like we're so far gone in this country at this point that everything the government says is a blatant lie everything the msm runs with is just egregious falsehoods And our fellow Americans just go along with it. Believe it wholeheartedly. It is so 
horrifying, honestly. It is horrifying. It really is. We'll go out to your calls now. Uh, still a lot of stories to cover, and we will be joined in the third hour by uh, Klaus Schwab's son, Klaus Schwab Jr., talking about his frustrations and all of um, and all of his unwitting slaves refusing to uh, bend their will to their globalist masters. Excited to talk to him. Let's get out to your phone calls. William in Arkansas has called in about that RFK and Hannity town hall they did yesterday. Thanks for calling in. William, you're on the air. I want to thank the good Lord for the opportunity and all the work you guys do. Thank we you. Spoke a couple spoke a couple weeks ago about a, a Trump RFK ticket. Would be love to see it, especially as an independent situation. Uh, both parties have been broke for a long time. Um, as soon as we got both parties, we got the Civil War. Um, you know, I, I love what you said about Kennedy. Never saw a war in fight. That's all mainstream media. Very few people are talking anything about peace. Uh, I have commented many times on this show about compulsory service. I'm not talking about the draft. I'm talking about the way, you know, Switzerland and places like these do it. Uh, it's a responsibility. It's not a service. I don't need permission to be free. I don't need permission to keep somebody else's church doors open. Uh, I'm a civilized man, but uh, civilized behavior can go right out the doggone window when, uh, you know, freedoms are being abused as, as they are. Um, it's ridiculous what's going on. I want to give uh, a shout out to uh, one of the finest organizations I wish you'd do a uh, little more on, which is the Texas State Guard. People do not understand that those are all volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, almost 30 million people in Texas, and there's always roughly about two and a half thousand in the Guard. So for uh, people to think that Texas is going to secede, and there's enough patriots in, in Texas to stand up and, you know, take the heat, work together. I'm not talking about 100 degrees outside. I'm talking about the interaction between people. Uh, if you think it's hard now, wait till real hard times hit. Um, you know, camaraderie is one of the things you have to create in a, a group of people to survive hard times. Yeah, it's one of the things uh, we're missing it. right now. And, and, of course, we know that the DOJ and the federal government is now suing the Texas government for daring to put buoys on the uh, Rio Grande to stop uh, people crossing over. And, of course, this is causing outrage across the MSM. Texas is, uh, you know, bending the limits of states' rights with this. And, of course, when it comes to uh, states naming themselves sanctuary states, refusing to enforce federal laws when it comes to any other topic from uh, the war on drugs to illegal immigration. That's a good thing. That's positive and powerful. And and if you try to stop it, you're a a fascist Nazi. But then when Texas goes against the federal government, it's an existential threat and must be shut down. And uh, maybe they'll go to war to put us in our place. So seems like maybe we're uh, moving towards that ultimate conflict, which I look very forward to. Thank you for that call, William. Very good points, as always. Let's go to uh, Robert in Brooklyn, uh, because you also called in about the RFK town hall. Thanks for calling in, Robert, on line five. Uh, you are on the air, sir. Um, so I was at both events yesterday, both town halls, both with RFK, both the Hannity town hall and the town hall of Rally Batea. Now, um, Three points. Uh, number, so at the Rabbi Bateach, uh Town Hall with RFK, 
the questions, we got to ask questions. And I asked him, I asked, so this is like the last, like, 30 minutes questions were taken. And I was the second questioner. And I asked uh, Robert Kennedy, uh, quote, do you support legislation that would prohibit forcing people to take vaccines? And do you support legislation that would protect children against mutilation, a.k.a. Right, tell you what, uh, I didn't realize how close we were to the end. We'll be right back. Stay on the line, Robert. We'll come back to you. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. It's been three years since we had it. We got it back in stock. The amazing 30 parts per million, highest quality colloidal silver and all the great things and all the great uses. Back in stock, limited supply, InfoWarsStore.com, 30% off. And it's a very limited supply, but we have it back. InfoWarsStore.com, Silver Bullet, Colloidal Silver. The InfoWars Life Silver Bullet, Colloidal Silver has returned. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high quality processes to ensure for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. It is amazing. It's got thousands of reviews, five-star reviews. Infowarsstore.com. Silver Bullet returns to Infowarsstore.com. And while you're there, get some super female vitality, some turbo force, some brain force, and some brain force ultra. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, we had uh, friends of the show at the town halls yesterday. Two town halls, one with uh, Sean Hannity, the other one, friend of the show, Jose Vega, interrupted in his inimitable style, advocating for peace and against nuclear destruction. Incredible stuff, but also there was Robert from Brooklyn who has called in now. So, Robert, you asked RFK Jr. about whether he would be in support of uh, – there's Jose Vega standing up and uh, interrupting the proceedings and expressing his First Amendment in a powerful way as he always does. Really awesome stuff. We love Jose Vega, and he is on the warpath. Uh, but, Robert, you asked RFK Jr. about if he would support legislation uh, – banning vaccine mandates and it sounded like you were talking about uh, transgender operations for children is that right yeah so there were two events yesterday in manhattan um one was the uh, town hall both town halls with rfk the first one was with sean Hannity, 
The second one was with Rabbi Shmuel Bateach. Mm. So in the second one, the town hall, the RFK that was moderated by Rabbi Bateach, I got to ask a question, question. And um, a couple other points in addition, but this main point I asked him is, do you support legislation that would prohibit forcing people to take vaccines? And do you support legislation that would protect children against mutilation, a.k.a. gender reassignment? So, you know, the questions were like at the last half hour of the event. I was the second question, and maybe you guys could pull up RFK's response. Um, it's kind of interesting. He didn't just give a flat answer. Yes, I support legislation that you can't force people to take vaccines. You can't mutilate our kids. He, he, you know, he didn't say something like that, you know, that you need to protect children. To, you know, he didn't say that. He sort of answered how, you know, he was against it and seemed to be more against mutilating the children. But, um, but so that you want to play his response if you could. And it's on YouTube. It's also on Rumble. You can get a copy of it. Um, now the other thing is, uh, about 10, about 10 minutes after my question, Barbateach again pointed out that about he got a vaccine um, numerous times. I forgot Quint to five or four times. And then he mentioned that he ordered the CEO of Pfizer for developing the vaccine. You should see the audience's response. You might want to play that also. The audience's response. Uh, and, Robert, and then Robert Kennedy's response as well. <laughs> he, he was not verbal, but you could see it. And um, now the other thing is that the town hall with Hannity, uh, I don't know, I, there are questions were asked. I, I don't know if it's online, but um, I think RFK said something in the last question about the third largest cause of death is, uh, the, vac is the pharmaceuticals. So I think he said the first one was heart disease, second was cancer, and I think he said the third was pharmaceuticals. You can double check that. Um, I, I don't see that online. Um, you could be sure that as soon as RK said something about pharmaceuticals, then Sean Hannity cut off questions. That was it. So, right. And I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we, I mean, we, uh, we, we chose a, a couple clips from the uh, RFK town halls because we don't have time to play the whole thing. But, yeah, apparently there was a lot more substance there if people want to go watch it. But thank you so much for your call, and thank you for asking those important questions. I uh, will have to look up those those clips maybe after the show. But thank you for that Robert, and uh, good job getting up and, and asking those very pertinent and kind of uncomfortable questions. And it's good to hear that RFK is not going along with – I mean he wasn't he, – he wasn't in opposition to your statement about kids being mutilated, right? He, he acknowledged or agreed that tr uh, transgender surgery for children is a bad thing? You know, he definitely was very concerned about the mutilation. He was definitely very concerned and disturbed. I think well, he was disturbed about it. Well, that's good. That's, and, a, that's but, a lot more than, than most Democrats will say. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, Robert. I do want to get to some other calls, but I really appreciate your call and uh, your participation in the political system by getting up and asking those important questions. Thank you very much for that. Let's go now to Jabroni in Wisconsin. You want to talk about Elon Musk and the X. Go ahead, Jabroni. You're on the air. Hey, uh, Harry Potter, you know, with like the world uh, being all messed up as it is, it, sometimes it's, you know, nice to scream into the void. And it's kind of nice also that it's ripe for Jesus with all the debauchery going on and killing and weird stuff. And But um, the reason I bring up the Jesus stuff is that it's always good to bring up Jesus. And I'm not a fan of Elon Musk, but I, I thought maybe his ex, 
is a little nod to Jesus that he's using kind of a Greek cross, St. Andrew's cross combo. If you look at the cross variations on Wikipedia, they'll show you some examples. But the St. Andrew's cross was an X because St. Andrew was like, I don't deserve to be crucified like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he was crucified in an X. And then I also thought it was kind of like a Masonic deal because it kind of has one black and one white hollowed out part of the X. So I thought that was weird. The Masons obviously are notorious in rocketry and uh, called being in rocketry, the similar astrological stuff. I've never been a fan of Tesla because he's more of like, well, of Elon Musk and Tesla because he rides Tesla's coattails, Nikola Tesla's coattails. And, you know, um, but people change. You know, I thought, I, I was thinking that maybe after Grimes and after what happened with his kid, I mean, I can imagine, you know, how it is. It's like something on a primal guy level. He messed with someone's wife and kids. Like we'll see, we'll see with LeBron James is he's just going right. to be a neo slave. Now they kill, you know, they're basically killing his kid and he's just going to be like, Oh, okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. then that makes me think about the sacrifice stuff. Are they sacrificing their kids and family members? Like Kanye said, well, that's and the- what's weird with Kanye was Kanye never brought up the Illuminati. He talked about the Jews, but he wouldn't talk about the Illuminati. Right. Well, no, no, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of good points. I mean, uh, the thing about the X with uh, Elon Musk, yeah, I've seen that same thing where, like, if you take the X that Elon Musk did and sort of, like, mirror it against each other, it makes that uh, the compass and square that the uh, Masons use. But, I mean, that's the thing with symbolism. It's like it can mean all sorts of things. And yeah, the X, the St. Andrew's cross, the Scottish flag is the blue background with the white X that forms this uh, central X of the uh, Union Jack that the British use. It's also, of course, on the uh, Confederate flag as well. So, you know, you could you could make the same argument that a cross is somehow, you know, very similar to a Masonic symbol. There's there's overlap of some of these symbols, and I don't think we should read too much into it, but I also don't think it's something to totally ignore. So I, I appreciate your interpretation of that. Thank you for the call. I want to go to one more call before we welcome our guests. Let's go to Yuval in Israel, because uh, I'm very interested in hearing your call, Yuval. You want to talk about how to control the little animals. What could this possibly mean? Thanks for calling in, Yuval. You're on the air. Well, hello there, you stupid little hackable animal. I am here to tell you that there is no such thing as a global elite. And the world is, the world is too... Complex, and there are too many people doing their own thing for there to be a global elite. But at the same time, you are nothing but the stupid little hackable animal, and you do not have individuality. And the global elite will create a new Noah's Ark when the crisis comes along, and when the calamity comes along. And the big political and economic Christian of the 21st century is what are we going to do with all of these useless people? But we do not get together and meet in a cabal or a global elite. That would be just too convenient and too low IQ for all of you stupid little hackable animals. <laughs> I am here with my good friend, Mr. Klaus Schwab, and he will tell you that there is no such thing as a fourth industrial revolution. Hello, Harrison. Harrison, there is no such thing as a fourth industrial revolution. But the first industrial revolution is inevitable. And I never said to eat the bugs, but you will have to eat the bugs if you want to prevent the climate change and the climate crisis. Uh, <laughs> you see what we are doing here? 
This is it's uh, well. Thank you so much uh, for calling, gentlemen. Uh, you've all know Harari and uh, Klaus Schwab himself. Uh, although that's not true because I know Klaus Schwab. He's uh, in the other room. He's about to join us. Klaus Schwab Jr. Actually, his uh, his son. But isn't it isn't it interesting that uh, there's just so many people doing their own thing that you know an, an Illuminati a cabal is impossible. But also free will doesn't exist anymore and humans are hackable animals where you can control populations uh eating bugs is necessary and required and going to be mandated by the state but also to say so is a racist bigoted conspiracy theory this is the cognitive dissonance that the world economic forum finds themselves comfortably situated uh thank you so much for all the calls we'll be back with our guest klaus schwab jr the heir and uh, firstborn son of the master of the universe, Klaus Schwab, on the other side. Let me remind you once again to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us in our mission to bring truth, freedom, liberty, justice, the American way back to the forefront of people's minds and reinvigorate humanity in this existential battle versus the globalist controllers. Patriot Pride Month is on. You're getting massive discounts on our top-selling products. You're supporting this singular outlet outlet for free speech. You're getting an incredible product. It's a win-win-win-win-win situation when you go to InfoWarsStore.com. So when are you going to do it? Now, now, do it now. A lot of people have asked me, why is InfoWarsStore and InfoWars Life not had a probiotic for more than three years? The answer is simple. We only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices. We had a top maker, top certified of probiotics for more than seven years. They got bought by a libtard company and said, we're not doing business with you, Mr. Jones, anymore. Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab that loves our show. We're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics is something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic. I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com.